June 25th, 2023. We're continuing in Mesilat Yisharim. We're up to Perek Yod Chet. Perek Yod Chet is Beveur Midata Hasidut. Midata Hasidut would be probably most easily translated as uh, the character trait of piety. And uh, you might say that Hasidut is important, but there are more important character traits. There are Midot, which rise higher. The truth is, Mesilati Sharim very much structured the book around Midata Hasidut. As we mentioned at the end of class last time, the very first words in Mesilati Sharim, after he starts, after he gets through his Hakdama, is Yesod HaHasidut Veshoresh HaAvodah, which means to say the very first words of Ramchal in introducing this book, when he's talking about Hovata Adam Do'olamo, he's talking about the obligation of a person in the world, is Yesod HaHasidut. He's talking about the foundations of Hasidut, Hasidut piety, as if the book somehow is riding on the significance of piety, of Hasidut. And the end of the book as well, he returns to Hasidut. It appears then that Hasidut is very much at the core, at the foundation of everything that's discussed here. Again, we've talked about, we've developed many different midot throughout. Zirizut, and Zehirut, and Pirishut, and Nikiyut, and Tahora. We got to Hasidut, and we understand and understood from the beginning, and we'll see from the end something about Hasidut, is, so to speak, what underlies the entirety of Mesilat Sharim. In truth, uh, with regards to appreciating Hasidut in this respect, less known is Mesilat Sharim Ramchal, Road. It was published two years before what we have in this Mesilat Yesharim, what's called the Vikuah. The Vikuah was his first composition of Mesilat Yesharim. It was a disagreement or, an, or, or a conversation between what he describes. He makes up these realities, these individuals, the Hacham and the Hasid. It's the Hacham who's searching for an understanding of what is this Hasidut and the Hasid who's teaching him what does it mean to be a true Hasid. Which means to say that, so to speak, what underlies or what the precursor to Misilat Yesharim is a conversation developing and understanding what does it mean to be a Hasid. In today's day and age, we assume Hasidut are people who live in Borough Park or in Williamsburg or maybe somewhere else. Hasidut for Misilat Yesharim is, is, the, is the highest level. Hasidut is, to a large extent, what we're searching for, what we're seeking through development of all the midot. It's not to say it's the only midah, it's not to say it's the only uh, attribute or um, characteristic that we're um, seeking, but it does in some way, shape, or form underlie the entire avodah that we're discussing in Mesilat Yesharim. Harambam uh, talks about Hasid and Hacham as well. Harambam in the context, ironically as well, in Hilchot De'ot, when he's talking about character traits, when he's talking about the... Uh, the, the golden mean, when he's talking about uh, calibrating yourself and measuring and determining that all your, your actions are, are scaled appropriately, he talks about a hacham who knows how to do it right, and he knows a hasid who can maybe veer off to an extreme from time to time. It's not the same definition as Mesilat Yesharim, but it is to mention that we oftentimes would mistakenly say, Chokhmah resides in my mind, wisdom, intellect, hasidut maybe in my actions or my heart, uh, these are these are character traits which are talking one to the other. These are typologies. These are individuals who are having conversation and determining what's the proper way. That's Hasidut as an introductory remark. Mitata Hasidut writes Mesilat Yesharim. Sirichahi beemet lebeur gadol. 
Now, it's true, throughout Mesilat Yesharim, we've had a Be'ur Gadol. We've talked about a great interpretation of every single one of these Midot. We didn't just say, you have to be Tahor. You just need to be uh, Naki or Zahir or Zariz. We've talked about it. But this one, he introduces by saying, it needs a Be'ur Gadol. It needs an elaborate and broad interpretation. And the reason we'll see in just a moment is, it's, it's very relatable. There are certain things in life, there are certain pursuits that you can have it right and you're truly on the right path or you can altogether skew it thinking that you're doing it right finding yourself further from the truth than had you not known about this pursuit at all I'm searching for something, I'm trying it but you missed so badly in your pursuit of it in your search for it that you found yourself so distant from it that's Hasidut so Hasidut then he begins by telling us it needs a Be'ur Gadol, because if it doesn't have a Be'ur Gadol, you'll be searching, you'll be assuming that's Hasidut. You'll find yourself so distant, even though it looks the same, from what true Hasidut is. Ki min hagim rabim uderachim rabim, overim ben rabim mibene ha'adam b'shem Hasidut ve'enam ela galme Hasidut. Belitoar, ubilisura, ubilitikun. He says there are many ways that people have with regards to assuming it's Hasidut, but it's only a golem of Hasidut. It appears as if it's Hasid. It appears as if this person is doing acts of piety, but it's far from it. They don't have a Torah, a Surah, or a Tikkun. They lack any of the true features, the finer aspects. You look at it from a distance, it appears as if this individual is a Hasid. He seems to be going through all the actions appropriately, but he's so far, as you get closer to understanding who he is and what he's doing, from a true Hasid. Why so? The reason people make this mistake is because they don't appropriately contemplate. They don't look into the matter. They just take a quick glance and then act. Assuming if that person, if that way I know to be pious, is uh, fashioned as such, well, I should be doing the same thing. They didn't go in depth on these matters. They didn't scale them on the scales of chokhmah, of wisdom. Again, not the way the average person would assume you're going to be talking about hasidut. Hasidut means to be pious, means to do the right thing. Don't think so much. Don't scale so much. Stop with all the calibration and determination and thought. Says Mesilat Yesharim, if you're missing all of those prerequisites, if it's a, not a constant thought, if it's not a chokhmah gedola with a be'ur gadol, well, you're far and distant from being a hasid. The he actor ne- or the observer is not spending time due diligence? The actor, based on his abser- observations. Had you come to hasidut, you looked at others. Had you arrived at hasidut, I listened, I read, I observed, and then just acted, instead of stopping and thinking to understand what is it truly. V'hine um, elle. He says, since there are people who are so far off and assume that they are Hasidim, they've spoiled, they've rotted the concept of Hasidut amongst others. People will look at them and say, that's the furthest from what I want to be. 
That's not the type of person I want to be. He parades himself, he acts as if he's a Hasid. That's truly not the individual that I aspire to being. Not understanding that's far from being a Hasid. Even if he has the actions that appear to be Hasidut. The assumption in turn is, as you watch that person, as you hear these ways, you say they're matters of Hevel, they're nothingness. They're against knowledge and intellect. And people assume that to be a Hasid means to immerse yourself in the mikveh constantly. Uh, to do it even when it's snowy and, and freezing and icy outside. They assume it's lots of fasts. It's times where you're bowing a lot and you're constantly doing vidui and, and, uh, and, and, and repenting in the full-hearted sense, none of which are inappropriate, but only when inappropriate when done within the wrong context. A person who assumes that's a means in it of itself, a person who assumes that by doing so I become a pious person, well, that's the person who, who, who leads others astray. That's the person who's missing the mark of Hasidut. There's no denying that within Jewish tradition there is uh, being tovelin in mikveh, a way of Hasidut. There's no uh, um, getting away from the fact that Darkeha Teshubah includes for some uh, Ta'aniyot, fasting at times. Uh, by definition, when I take my mind, if I do it right, off of my body and more onto my heart and onto my passions and spiritual side, well, that aids me in a connectedness to Borei Olam. However, those are not, says Misilati Sharim, the Yesod. Those are not the foundation of what it means to be a Hasid. They might be an expression. They might be a way in which we approach, but that's not what it means to be a Hasid. He hasn't defined just for us what a Hasid is, but he has told us this is not the foundation of Hasidut. Those are important words. He says the best of those actions could be mitlave. Uh, to be mitlave means to accompany. As a Hasid, well, you can act in these ways. You can refine your character further through this. But this isn't the foundation of what, what does it mean to be a Hasid? It must be in a person who says Tehillim every day, every day. It must be a person who fasts often. It must be a person who uh, walks uh, uh, through the freezing cold in order to immerse themselves in dangerous circumstances. That's not the Hasid. Ach Hasidut atzmo, davar amok me'od lahavino al nachon. In concluding this introduction of Hasidut, says Mesilat Yesharim, understand that to be a Hasid means to be a Hacham as well. To arrive at this act of piety, at a character trait of what it means to be a true Hasid, well, you'd need to not be an Amha'aretz. An Amha'aretz means an ignoramus, a person who doesn't have wisdom. And the statement in Masechet Avot is, Lo Amha'aretz Hasid. 
A person who's in Amaharet, who doesn't have Chokmah, doesn't have Bina, who hasn't thought it through properly, can't and won't be a Hasid. Again, all of these words in Misilat Yesharim rung true apparently back then, could not ring truer today. The concept being the assumption, oh, those are the wise people. I'm a simple person who just wants to be pious. Why think about it? Just do. Mesilat Yesharim says you'll be missing the mark entirely. Lo am ha'aretz hasid. You can't be, you won't have true piety if you don't do it in a thoughtful, mindful, deliberate fashion. All right, so then what is hasidut? Enlighten us. hasidut. So he's not going to talk yet about the manifestation, how you act with Hasidut. He's going to talk about what the Shoresh, the roots of Hasidut is first. Besides from the Gemara, Masech Berachot, Ashrei Adam and Daf Yodzain, praiseworthy as a person, who's immersed in Torah, and by so doing, or through, and by extension, he or she is literally means a pleasant smell. To cause a pleasant smell means that I, I, I emanate a connectedness. This is the definition of a hasid. It's a person who's amel Torah and he's doing nahatruach. He's bringing forth through his actions, so to speak, a pleasant smell. I'm not, not fully defining it. Where do you even come up with that? The Gemara says nothing about Hasidut. It's well known. These words in Misilat Yesharim uh, derive from, Musa, it's perfect to be in your home for this. They derive from Sha'ar HaMisvot of, of, of Maharhu of, of uh, Arizal. Arizal Rabbi Yitzhak Luria has an approach to the matter of Hasidut in which he talks about to, to arrive at the Midav Hasidut it means uh, that Mishnah, the beginning of Pirkei Avot, to be Mishamesh Tarav Shelo Alminat Lekabil Peras. It means that I'm worshipping and I'm, I'm, I'm servicing HaKadosh Baruch Hu with no ulterior motives, but rather with the direct connectedness to do His will. We'll have to understand that further. We've, we've discussed this until now. What's the particular of Hasidut? Veha'inyanhu ki hineha mitzvot hamutalot al kol Yisrael kvar yiduotem vehovatan yidua ad hechan himagat. He says the mitzvot are well known. You can open Sefer HaMitzvot of Harambam, Thank you. You could look in Sefer HaChinuch. You can open the Torah. You can learn the mitzvot. You could go to classes on the mitzvot. You could derive them from your own study. Uh, that much we all can and should be knowledgeable of. Omnam. Mi she'ohev et yitbarach shemo ahava amitit. Lo yishtadel v'chaven liftor atzmo b'ma she'kvar mefursam min ha'chova asher al kol Yisrael b'chlal. Ela... There's the crux of it. Says Ramchal, a person who truly searches for Hasidut, a person who's on the path of piety, means he worships God as a child would to their parent. He goes further and he says as a spouse would to their, to, to their husband or wife. And how so? If the parent, if the father speaks to their son and says, this is something I'm interested in, 
by definition, if it's an allegiant, if it's a caring, if it's a loving child, they then have made all the connections of what's appropriate. Not in the explicit words of the parent, but in the implicit words. I've gotten into their mind. I've understood the type of person they are. I now know what I can do to extend myself and to arrive at an act which is appropriate for them. Says Mesilat Yesharim, that's what it means to be a Hasid. A Hakam, on the one hand, can follow the laws to the T. You can do all the mitzvot of the Torah and fulfill them according to kol klalehem, pirtehem, v'diktukehem, all of the details, all of the derivatives and so forth. But to go above and beyond that, that's to be a hasid. What does it mean to go above and beyond that? It means I got into the Ruach HaTorah. means I got into, so to speak, the reason that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is requesting. I'm going above and beyond. I'm fulfilling it to its fullest, not just fulfilling the mitzvah and then uh, sufficing with that. Lemashal, the Gemara in two places says that to fulfill the mitzvah of Talmud Torah, a person can read Kiryat Shema in the morning and in the evening. With that, they fulfill the mitzvah. Morning, Kiryat Shema. Evening, Kiryat Shema. I fulfilled the mitzvah. Is that a fulfillment of Talmud Torah? You can check off the box, I fulfilled mitzvah of Talmud Torah by saying Kiryat Shema in morning and evening. That's a fulfillment, strict letter of the law. Above and beyond, to be a Hasid means I'm searching more. It means I'm studying more. It means I'm understanding more. It means I'm not just speaking and saying in the minimal effect and amount. I'm, I'm engaging in this like a child would to their parent. It means then, for Misilat Yesharim, and he's done this one or two times in the past, he's introduced, he's inserted Ahava, love, as a very much the core and expression that leads to Hasidut. He says that a child who loves their parent, a husband or wife who's in love with their spouse, goes above and beyond. They're attached, they're connected to the extent that the unspoken will is becomes part and parcel of who I am. I'm able to understand through your own actions, from the nuance in your speech, from just what you did ask me, that which you haven't said. You might not even, so to speak, in an interpersonal relationship, know that you want it yourself. You see, later, Mesilat Yesharim and Perik Yotet is going to cite from a Gemara in Masechet Bava Kama. Gemara in Masechet Bava Kama and Daf Lamed, Amar Av Yehuda, Man de ba'e hasida. Man means me, a person who wants to be lemeheve hasida, a pious person, a hasid. So the Gemara is defining what's a hasid. There are three opinions in the Gemara. The first opinion is He should fulfill the words, the laws of Masechet Berachot. What's Masechet Berachot ben Adam Lamakom? It's a fulfillment of Kiryat Shema. Um, we might extend it to Talmud Torah, which is Kiryat Shema Tefillah. That's Berachot. Berachot as the Berkota Nehenim before you eat, the Berkota Mitzvot, and so forth. Okay, the next opinion in the Gemara, we'll, we'll understand in a moment why we're talking about this. The next opinion says maybe he needs to fulfill. The laws of Nizikin. Nizikin is interpersonal. That's Masech Bava Kama, Masech Bava Mitziah, Masech Bava Batra. It means that I know what I can and should and should not be doing with regards to other people. Second opinion. And the last opinion says the Gemara, Ve'amrela Le Avot. You should fulfill the laws and the rules and the sayings of Perkei Avot, that which the Hachamim instructed in 
uh, their ethics uh, that, they, that they handed down to us in Masechet Avot. You see, what Mesilat Yisharim does point out is that the first one, Berachot, is Ben Adam Lamakom. Berachot are things that I do between myself and God. Nizikin is Ben Adam Lachaverot, that which is interpersonal. Lastly, Avot is an intermingling of the two. If you ever open up to Pekei Avot, if you've ever recited or learned Pekei Avot, it has the two together. That's why Mesilat Yisharim cites it. Like the tease out something else from that statement in the Gemara. You see, Berachot, the Gemara in, in, in two places, um, has, has the following statement, says that you're supposed to say a hundred Berachot every day. And what's, where's that derived from? From the Pasuk in Devarim Perek Yod. The Pasuk says, and so on and so forth. We'll discuss that in a second. Ma. So as the Gemara, Moshe Rabbeinu turns to Am Yisrael and says, Yisrael, Ma, what is it that God's requesting? Don't read it as Ma, but rather as Me'a, as a hundred. That's an interesting derasha. The rabbis do that from, we're familiar with it. Halichot, and so forth. I mean, we're familiar with that. Is there any time they're doing that, the rabbis are, so to speak, twisting the word, is, there's usually an underlying depth to it. Uh, for example, we talk about that in the context of the morning. Banaich and bonaich. You're the children and you're the builders. If you're a true child of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you can become a builder together with him. That's banaich and bonaich. There's an interconnectedness. Halichot and halachot. Uh, what is halacha at its core? It's the way we walk. It's the way we develop in this world. The way halacha develops is through halicha, is through constant movement. What is it with ma and mea, or more specifically, what's it about that pasuk that the rabbis point to as a hundred berachot? Well, what does the pasuk say? Uh, what is it that God requests of you, says Moshe? It's liyira'ah. It's to have fear and awe of him. It's le'ahava oto. It's to love him. And it's la'avod, it's to have avodah, worship of him, and to have worship of God, that's what the Pasuk says, and it's continued in Devarim Perik Yod, Pasuk Yod Bet. And the Pasuk says, and to worship him with all of your essence and all of your being. I'll pause for a second. Maybe, you follow? Not, maybe not 100, but maybe 100%. The derasha, in turn, of the 100 berachot is that point. To say a beracha, by definition, means I stop at any and every segment of my day to be cognizant and mindful of God. I feel His presence, which means to say that Mesilat Yesharim inciting that Gemara, the Hachamim in saying, what does it mean to be a Hasid? Fulfill berachot, I'm suggesting first and foremost, berachot at their core. I mean, what is a beracha? I was just talking to one or two people about this yesterday. Uh, Joey, um, uh, what is a beracha? Beracha is an opportunity to be mindful of HaKadosh Baruch Hu in your life. It means stopping before you took a sip of coffee. It means stopping as you uh, heard thunder. It means stopping as you're appreciating something that you're about to do and saying, but God, you're involved with this. It takes me away from a mechanical way of life to one which is mindful and connected. Well, that's ahava. That in turn is hasidut. A hundred percent. And I'm going to explain that to you further in our context. A husband and wife. This could look like something outside of our relationship. It has nothing to do I brought it in because I understood your will and I sanctified it. It became part of our relationship. Anything and everything in the context of berachot, hasidut, ahava, that's all incorporated together. 
The next statement in the Gemara, Nizikin, primarily. Uh, well, what is it, Nizikin, that we're not supposed to harm another, that we're supposed, not supposed to do wrong to another? Where is that derived from? What's the Isur in the Torah, or the commandment in the Torah, that you shouldn't harm another? There's a tremendous, there's a tremendous mahlok, a dispute in the Rishonim. Yad Rama, famously in Masechah Bava Batra, and Kafvav, says that it's from the Pasuk of Ve'ahavta Lere'acha Kamocha. It's from Ahava, it's from love of the other, therefore how could you harm the other? Therefore it's inconceivable. It's unfathomable that I'll touch the other in a wrong way because of which means to say the Gemara Berachot. A person who wants to be pious, I say, I don't know, Tehilim, Mikveh, and so forth. Says the Gemara, think about the other, love the other both with regards to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and with regards to other people. Uh, you do it with your spouse. If you have a successful and healthy marriage, you do it with your parent if you have a successful and healthy relationship. The statement in turn is to be a Hasid is a person who exerts themselves, who lives a life of Ahava. Hasidut means I'm constantly engaged. It means I'm constantly mindful. It means I'm the hundred berachot, a hundred percent. That's the statement over here in Mesilat Yisharim as well. You can be a letter of the law relationship person. It's not a relationship of depth. It's a relationship of mechanical deeds and actions. I'm not showing that I'm actually invested in this. That's Hasidut as Mesilat Yisharim is developing. You already, to a large extent, understand our introduction to the class, how Mesilat Yisharim is structured. It's bookended by Hasidut and Hasidut. What I'm going to tell you in this book is about Hasidut. Yes, it is, quote, just a character trait. It's just another one of the Midot. But this Midah means I've arrived at a level of relationship above and beyond just doing. I'm not just restricting myself. I'm not just bringing upon myself commandments. I'm understanding the other. Now, to live life entirely as a Hasid is very difficult. Harambam, in a different context, talks about Hasidut as almost being difficult in the sense that there's difficulty on a societal level. If I become a Hasid, imagine a Nazir, for example. A Nazir is a person who dedicates themselves entirely to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so to speak. They've drawn themselves away from society. Just a few weeks ago, I read an essay from Rabbi Jonathan Sachs in which he made this point. He said, Harambam seems to have a contradiction. On the one hand, he accepts the positive angle of Nizirut, of a person who's a Nazir. There's such opinions in the Gemara. On the other hand, he himself accepts the contrary opinion that it's negative. You can't be negative and positive, could you? Says Rabbi Sachs, says, absolutely you could. He says, on the one end, with regards to their relationship with Borei Olam, with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Nazir has risen above. Oh, nazir has come to the point where they're not the Akahatsa. You mentioned a minute ago about you've arrived at something. But I'm, I'm a little confused. Is, are they saying to us, you have to arrive at something or you have to strive for something? I can't imagine anybody thinking I've arrived and I'm 100%. No question. A constant endeavor. Right. No question. But I, I do say, nonetheless, you've arrived at a relationship. A relationship needs to have that halicha, a constant development. Yeah. But you've arrived at a relationship. I mean, we know this from a, a relationship with our spouses. We're not searching for a relationship. We're searching to develop the relationship. The but relationship that's constant, begins. That's constant. Constant development. But the word arrival sounds like all it's, right. The so journey is over. So, 
I, you know, so to speak, you, you and arrived. Now I'm here. You arrived, yeah, and now at the, at the, relationship. At the beginning the of the relationship. That's right. Um, you, you arrived at. Let's use that word at the beginning of the relationship, and now you're continuously developing it. Anyway, in the context of nizirut, so, so, so the the suggestion goes as follows: to be a Hasid is one thing; to be a hacham is another thing. To be a Hasid could mean. Um, removing myself from others. I'm dedicated entirely to Takadosh Baruch We need Hasidim. We need a people of that sort. At the same time, however, the society, our community, our nation couldn't prosper and grow if we just had Hasidim. So there's a positive and negative side to it. There's a balance in our own lives. There's a balance with regards to our community. Now, in this context, we're not talking about that extreme per se, but what I'm saying is that Hasid and Hasidut by definition means stepping out of a certain box. It's either the box with regards to other, because I stepped out and I'm, I'm focused almost entirely on my relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, but even with another, if I've come to I've so to speak stepped out of myself. There could be something unhealthy in extreme if I'm thinking only about the other as opposed to about myself as well. Anyway, says Mesilat Yisharim, then again in Hasidut, he says, um, If the father were to reveal to the child, just a bit of a revelation with regards to what they're interested in. The child would go above and beyond anything that they could do in order to provide it. Even if the parent only said it just one time, maybe even in half a sentence, half a word. It would be enough and is enough for the child to understand where their mind is set, where it's turned. Because they'll understand, there's the words we saw in Masechet Perachot and Daf Yodzain, that it'll be a Nachat Ruach, that'll be a pleasant odor. It won't be per se uh, the command, the request, it'll be above and beyond. It'll be something that emanates from it. They won't wait for the explicit command. Again, the Torah, to a certain extent, has this general sense. It has strict and severe obligations, and then it has everything in between. The example we began with and mentioned is Talmud Torah, Talmud Torah, Kiryat Shema morning, Kiryat Shema evening. What about everything in the middle? Let me just finish the paragraph. We know this in all true relationships, healthy and with depth, that love brings forth above and beyond and incapability of saying, well, that's all I was asked to do. You go above and beyond, you understand what they're truly requesting without the words being stated explicitly. Let me show Hevet Boro, the Gamken Ahavane Emenet, Kigam Humisugha Ohavim. A person who comes to Ahava, a person who's living Hasidut, won't say, well, I was just commanded in this, why go beyond? Be quite the opposite mindset. Yomar, 
ריבונו יתברך חפץ בו, וזהו הנקרא עושה נחת רוח ליוסרו. says מסילת ישרים, that's the definition of עושה נחת רוח ליוסרו, that's what it means to be a חסיד. it's an individual, it's a person who's come to the point where they say, I know what I'm commanded, but how could I suffice with this? Because I know what's truly underlying that command. Uh, that's the direction we're being set forth in, according to Mesilat Yesharim in Hasidut. He'll go on, as he always does, in order to give us details and directions more specific and more confined to actions and approaches and mindsets. Uh, but we'll deal with that in the next week or, or two. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen.